I was getting a drink, Justin. Are we ready? Rolling? Hey. <laughs> Man, I was, I was sitting there waiting. I was prepared hey. forever. And then like hey. I got a drink, and you're like, Whoa. hey. Hey, hey. <laughs> All right, let's start now. Is this live? Welcome to another episode of Something in the Water podcast. Your host, Sean Clark and Uncle Dave, Dave Griffin. Uncle Dave Griffin. And to, today's guest, we have so, so Glow Guitar Gallery, Paul Stokes and Crawford Perkins. Hey. From yeah. Georgia. How you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. We yeah, appreciate y'all coming all the way over. So Glow Guitar Gallery. Is uh, located in Brunswick, Georgia, which is about an hour east of here. It's right there in the Golden Isles vicinity of uh, coastal Georgia, right there on the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, Brunswick, St. Simons, Sea Island, Jekyll Island, all those uh, touristy kind of towns. But uh, y'all are in Brunswick, and uh, what? I, I figured so glow. It's a hyphenated so glow. I figured glow is Gloucester. That's right. Okay, because that's the street, and we're south. Your front. Yep. And the and, so is the south. So you got south of Gloucester. Okay. Gloucester, Gloucester, Gloucester. I was going to ask okay. how do y'all say it. <laughs> what's what, the, what's however, when I wake right up local? in the morning, I'm like, I think I'll call it Gloucester today. <laughs> <laughs> next day, I'm like, it's Gloucester today. <laughs> if I want to feel you know, yeah. uppity or not. So, uh, y'all, uh, so are partners in crime, yes, okay? Yes. Partners in this endeavor. And, uh, how long have you, how long has it been now since you? Two years. Two years. Okay. I was thinking it had been longer. It seems like it, it does seem it much longer. longer yeah. <laughs> when you have him does. for a partner, it seems a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell us about the origins. Tell us about, uh, how y'all, came about this was it just something you woke up with one morning or is it something that you've been plotting and planning uh, well, for crawford's for years? had stores before yeah i'd had oh that's i right. had yeah. city music before um yeah. but yeah but and i met paul through preacher who does all our repairs um they've been friends for a long time and paul i was working at portman's music and i'd come off the road from working for with traveling for fender and, and for line six and gibson and i um I was just ready to, to do a store. And I've been collecting guitars the whole time I was out on the road. Right. I had like 60-something guitars. And I met Paul, and Paul was buying a bunch of guitars, and he was collecting a lot of guitars. And so one day I, I started thinking about opening a store. And, yeah. um, and what was funny was is he was thinking about opening a store at the same time. So we were standing outside Tipsy McSway's one night just talking, and it was like, so why don't we just – and they were like, well, we're going to open a store. I said, well, I'm going to open a store. And like, well, why don't we just do it together? Yeah. So that, that started that. So he's the um, – I'm there for the day-to-day -day stuff. He He's the, the financial czar of the place um, and takes care of all that. And now he's the builder. He's the, the guitar builder, the amp builder, the pedal builder, the – yeah, the finisher he does. He's 
I just sit in the store all day. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know. He gets paid the big bucks. Yeah, I'm a hundred there. Uh, well, <laughs> we we know that you're, uh, you're uh, a picker, a yeah. player, a musician. Uh, you play out uh, around town all the time, Paul. Uh, do you, are you a player as well? I mess around. Yeah, I don't have the time like Crawford to go. Yeah, play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, <laughs> and Sunday. Uh, you're uh, primarily uh, a builder, a construction. Uh, yes. You own a construction company. Correct. In fact. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty cool, man. So I, I enjoy building and yeah. guitars. We st- we've been building guitars for about two years. Yeah, we started pretty quick after we opened. Yeah. Amazing stuff. And this is some of your, your work right here. Yeah. Yes. This is yes. um this one right here is number one. This is the first one before we even know we're gonna call them Soglo Customs. Hold it that just, up. Hold it up. Let's yeah. look at that thing. Look at how pretty that thing is. Tell yeah. us about it, Paul. Well, I actually built that for myself. Yeah. Um it's the first one ever. It's made out of two hundred year old barn pine. Barn t- barn pine. pine. They were taking this taking this down and uh gonna get rid of it and i just designed a guitar out of it the first uh one of Fen- uh, fender's first guitars were made out of pine so i yeah. wanted to see what it was like and uh so it's pretty light yeah fairly light not it's, not it's, really it's, it's kind of heavy some, yeah. some heft it's not yeah. super heavy but it's it's got some. i love that knot Mm-hmm. Yeah, that knot hole right there. Well, there's several knot holes on it, but that one is. Yeah, I love that beautiful. I mean, look. it's kind of. It reminds me of the Stevie Wonder songs in the Key of Life album. I don't know if you go back and look at that <laughs> yeah. album cover. Yeah, it's and it's got kind of like a it's it's almost like a tunnel, you know. That is very pretty, and the pit guard is. So that's just a piece of steel. Um, it's been hit with some acid and some clear coat. So it give it more of like an aged look. Uh, oh, yeah. But it was beautiful lumber that I had mm. and uh, milled it down and shaped a guitar body out of it and put a neck on it. So American uh, barn caster. Barn caster? Yes. And on the back plate that holds the <laughs> neck on, it's got a picture of a barn with an American flag. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that was our first, uh, first build. That is something. Yeah. I don't even think I got to play it. We brought it in the store and it sold. It sold, yep. <clears throat> and then we had a Who's, custom. Uh, how'd y'all get it? I mean. I um I bought it back. Oh, you, <laughs> you did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It was our number Have one. Have you number. ever played it? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's freaking awesome. It's a great guitar. We haven't. We haven't built one guitar yet that I don't just, that I don't think it's one of the best guitars I've ever played. Yeah, they just keep getting bigger. I mean, bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. Every time we play one. So pull that one out. This one here is Crawford's. That was mine. He yeah. wanted oh, he wanted a uh, a beautiful green, ugly green slimer <laughs> Man, guitar. I well, could, I'm sure. But. If I've never even saw it, and you said which one of these ten guitars is Crawford's, I said, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at the back, it's got a hot dog in his name. So, <laughs> yeah, hot dog. Um, big hot dog fan. Yeah, we wanted we wanted to build something. He wanted something green and sparkly, and didn't realize how uh, hard a metallic was to paint. Yeah. Until uh, Crawford wanted the guitar. Does it have some sparkle in it? It does. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, I can't tell from here. It's got some blue like metal, metal flake. In it. <laughs> um, but he plays this. That's pretty much my number one now. Yeah. And I've got some, I got some insane guitars at home in my collection, but this thing just is 
it's just awesome. Yeah, and uh, I did the body. He specced everything out. He wanted the flame maple neck and locking tuners. The pickups are his choice. Bakelite, which is the old school plastic pick guards mm -hmm. on it. We're actually building an amp right now, and it's the same colors as this car. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to be pretty pretty fun. That'll, that'll be coming soon. Coming soon, yeah. yes. Coming soon. Yeah, you, near you. Yeah. You've near just you. gotten into to a building Benny's, amps. Yeah. And Benny's near you. <laughs> yeah. And the headstock over there says. Oh, uh, this is a uh, Soglo Guitar Gallery. Okay. Soglo Customs. Or custom. Sorry, it's uh, a. It actually glows in the dark too. Yeah. Wow. And then we built Sean's. Uh oh, I thought you was leaving. Uh, <laughs> okay. The guitar that was built around a pickup. Yes. I ordered that pickup for that 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 neck. Which one are we looking at? From Lawler. Straight ahead. And it was really cool. And then Paul and I were talking. Paul's like, we should build Sean a guitar. I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. You need to walk that up to the camera. He, he got a shot of it. Oh, you got a, you can zoom, huh? Yeah, man. Y'all totally surprised me with this, man. <laughs> I was like, what? I've never had anything this nice. The artwork there. on the uh, plate on the back right here is actually a Sean Clark, Clark original. And uh, it's yeah. Pine Box Dwellers. Yep. Uh, and his knobs, too. Flyer, right? Wasn't it from a flyer? Or? Uh, it was on, it, I Hell drew okay. it, and then uh, it was on some flyers, and it was on T-shirt. I think y'all lifted it from the T-shirt and yes. put it on yep. there, yes. which is amazing. <laughs> so it's laser engraved back there. <laughs> but, man, y'all went all out on this thing. And I love the pickups. Yeah, it's just, yeah. When you came to the store with we, we the Dan Electro guitar, and you're like, I want something kind of different, but but kind of cool, not not too non-traditional. But and so when we started looking at this, I was like, this thing would be all Sean. That pickup, and Paul just went at it. Yeah, I didn't realize how many albums Pinebox had until I went on there to figure out his style. Mm. <laughs> and uh, I got them all. I was listening to them, and we figured uh, mahogany would sound good. So we did all mahogany, and then we did a thin line to keep it light. And then uh, the Charlie Christian pickups are just the best. So they are. Yeah, I mean, I y'all know me better than I do because I couldn't have built a bare guitar. I mean, I couldn't have picked out the things that would have matched me as good as that guitar does. That's got it a great cool. sound to it. Well, uh, my name's Uncle Dave. I've survived a heart attack. If you want to build me one, that's enough to <laughs> go on right there. Absolutely. I survived a heart attack and uh, heart shaped guitar. Yeah, it'll be a heart, heart shaped guitar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've y'all done some work for me, and uh, you charged me uh, thirty seven dollars <laughs> and forty nine cents. <laughs> and trust me, he sweated every cent of that out when he stood there <laughs> counting it to me. <laughs> Never had nobody bring oh. that many roll pennies in my life into a store. <laughs> no. Uh, that was pretty so, hard attack. That was pretty hard attack. If you're ever in Brunswick, yeah, Gloucester, 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 Brunswick, Georgia. So said that actually, Gloucester is one of the old oldest streets, probably, because mm -hmm. you is. take a, a left off of seventeen. Is that seventeen? That's correct. Yeah. After you go over the big bridge, you take a left at the first traffic light and you're on Gloucester headed straight to the uh, historical 
uh, section of Brunswick there. That's right. And, uh, right. You're about uh, to move across the street. Oh, yeah? Aren't you? Yep. Is that not supposed to be said on the podcast? Well, it's out the back now. It's out the back now. sorry. (laughs) (laughs) A lot much bigger place. Yes. Cool. Across the street, still on Gloucester. Still on Gloucester. All right. We're kind of going to be no glow, but we're going to keep it so glow. No glow. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ever within eye shot or ear shot of this podcast, if you're ever down in Brunswick, Georgia, be sure to. And go to Soglo Guitar Gallery and check it out. They don't just build stuff. There is used guitars. They're oh, very so. nice selection. Mm-hmm. And y'all do repairs and yeah, lots all the repairs. setups and everything. and Strings. Strings, effect pedals, amps. Picks. Anything that's guitar, we do it. We do lessons. and yeah. Yeah. Cool. Oh, really? Okay. That's a, he was telling you, Dave. We do yeah, lessons. I, 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 <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I could use some. Uh, y'all even do live music at your. We uh, have done live have from done the gallery, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Time or two. Y'all gave us a gig when we didn't have a gig. Yeah. yeah. Through the pandemic. Helped out through the pandemic. Uh, it was very cool. But uh, uh, I was just thinking about that show, the first show we three did together at Locos over there. Yeah. That was how I met you guys. Yeah. That was how we met. Oh, I, yeah, I, really. I knew you. You probably didn't know who I was, but I knew you way back. Yeah. And, and I knew Jesse from way back. He recorded in my studio in my, in my first store. Um, I can't remember who I played with. So what, what was it? But a songwriters I, thing? Yeah. I, was that I, the one with Connie? Or was that one a different one? I think the first one was just me, you, and Sean. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, I had heard your stuff because Leo Neal was recording with you. Okay. And he yeah. played me some of your stuff, oh, and it was you. it was great. And then I heard some of Cadillac Jack stuff, and then I heard, was I guess it was early Pine Box. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, these guys are awesome. And so I sat down and asked me to start doing a summer songwriter series, him, him and Susan Bates. Yeah. And I was like, well, man, I've got to find I've got to find somebody good. And then I was listening to that stuff. I was like, okay, Lee, can I get their number? And so I called you guys. I said, y'all want to come down? And then we did the Coastal Kitchen thing together. And yeah. so it was just every time yeah. I did a songwriter thing, I did one at Tipsy's. I'm just, I, y'all were my, yeah. my top two guys because I was like, yeah. yeah, let's get them in. Appreciate it, too. But, uh, yeah, I was wondering about that. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, just how it was that we met. I figured it was uh, we were introduced by Lee. Yeah, I, uh, l- I lured you in with a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> works for me. Every I got a hundred dollars. Says you won't come down here and play your songs. A uh, hundred dollar in a hole. That's how you catch. Hundred dollars in some chicken wings. <laughs> but Weenie the first wagon. time I remember meeting you, uh, when you had City Music and you had the, st- the studio in the back, All right. and. Uh, Chris Ryder was going there to record, and yep. I, or maybe him, me and him were doing a little thing together because we were playing acoustic shows together at that time. Maybe we were trying to make a demo or something. I can't remember, but we went in for like a day and did like some. Did two, I did I record y'all? Yeah. Okay. That was that studio was ridiculously busy back then because you know nobody yeah. had home computers that they could you know sit and make something yeah, sound cool. better than what I was doing. But yeah, it was, I remember meeting. I met Will Gore there. And, but Will was only in like seventh grade. He's mm-hmm. a little bitty guy. Came in and recorded with his band, and they were doing like hard rock stuff at that point in time. Will Gore, for anybody out there wondering, uh, listening in and uh, 
wonder. We talk a lot about uh, area musicians on this podcast, but Will Gore is a hell of a guitar player, lead guitar player for a group uh, called Bonnie Blue. Uh, based, uh, I think they're based out of Jacksonville, they're ba- they're Jacksonville, Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville Florida, yeah. which is only about an hour away from us. And Will's been a dweller before. Yeah, yeah, Will, yeah. Will helped us out one whole summer when we were going through some transitions with a lead guy, and uh, he's actually playing with us this Friday coming up. Great Where, player. Um, it reads Apothecary. I don't know if the podcast comes out before we play there, but um, yeah. that's another venue in the Brunswick. Brunswick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what uh, the Golden Isles is where Waycross musicians flock to uh, <laughs> for gigs because there's plenteous over there. There's very little uh, going on in Waycross, and uh, and uh, well, the money's better too over there, uh, uh, and uh, it just seems like uh, you know how it is uh, when you're in. Uh, 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 you're you're a product of a locale. Uh, you know, people hear you all the time. They tend to uh, kind of get uh, bored with the same old, same old. You know, when you go out of town, even if it is only oh, yeah. an hour away, everybody yeah. over there says, what the "Who hell? are you? Yeah. Where are you from?" And man, this sounds great. You know, <laughs> you can't be a prophet in your own land. <laughs> you can't be a prophet in your own land. <laughs> you got to go down the road a little bit. And they're like, man, you guys are awesome. You not to say badass. that. Not to say that uh, you don't get the support uh, locally, yeah, because you have a fine support group uh, here locally. Me, I don't have one at all because I just don't play here anymore. Uh, yeah, you do. You got the same ones I got. Huh? Yeah. Well. Uh, we got a family of friends. We got a family of friends. That's we, right. We pay them to come out. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it's, uh, it's, that's why we play over in the Golden Isles. We have to keep. Uh, There's a lot more gigs over that way too, and it's you know it's kind of especially in the summer with the tourism and stuff. Yeah. And it's only an hour down the road, and mm-hmm. I love to go. I love playing over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anytime you can hit the road, it seems like it's more fun. Crawford, tell us about your 40 bands you're in. I'm moment. not in 40 bands anymore. <laughs> really? Now. Yeah, it's 43. <laughs> um, I'm, I've, I've shortened up the deal. I'm still doing the solo thing and playing with Jim. Um, you know, that regular five years every Thursday at Tipsy's, but – I'm doing Squirt Gun, which is all, you know, doing all 80s stuff. And then I'm in Side Tone, which is um, kind of like every a member of every band in town. Mike and Michelle Alonji are in it, and Damien Fedorko and, and Cliff. You have played with James Renee and the Walkers mm-hmm. and all that. He's he's in there. What kind of genre do y'all do with that? Everything. Everything. It's the most real challenging band. I'm playing guitar and sax and singing in that one. And then um, Michelle's on keyboards. So it's, it's a, but we'll do anything from like, Bon Jovi to Kings of Leon to I don't, God, it's, it's everything. A lot of dance music. Um, it's it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but it's it's fun. And and, and you know, both of those bands are non-rehearsing bands, so you just this cover bands. We send out the song, and you Learn better it. be ready on yeah. Friday. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's fun, and I still do the little CP and the Shockers thing every once in a while. It's, it's just a 
a fun fun thing if somebody needs somebody to fill in we can get them get them out yeah man i love to hear you play with all every one of them that i've heard you play i hadn't heard side tone yet but that That's, sounds that sounds good it's pretty it's, it's a pretty really good band it really is we're we're playing a lot more this year than we played last year last year was our trial run to see if we could make it work it's a lot of egos on one stage <laughs> <laughs> yeah michael Angie's amazing drummer isn't he? he very much is michelle, michelle too michelle, yeah. michelle yeah. is just phew. yeah they're all i mean every i'm, I'm the i'm the grandpa and the weakest there? member in that band mm-hmm. who else was in there besides that uh damien fedorko Oh, I've heard of him. He he. You've met Cliff uh, before, because yeah, Cliff, I know Cliff, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. amazing yeah. bass player. Yeah, Cliff Bragdon's awesome. He's, well, he's, uh, he's Damien uh, played at one of our festivals too with some somebody. I can't remember what band that was. Might have been. Might have been right him, or or ambiguous. Did it be Michelle? Yeah, it could have been Michelle's band. Yeah, he plays with Michelle yeah. quite a bit. That's it. That's it. She yeah, was. A, uh, she came out to Moss last weekend when me and Connor was playing and. I uh, yanked her away from her whatever it was she was eating over there at the bar. <laughs> and uh, she got up and just blew everybody away. I was doing the wait, oh, yeah. the very last song of the night. And and I was looking there. I kept looking down there. And I said, come on, come on, sing one. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she got up there and just, you know, how impressive – her voice is, you know, it grabs a hold of you like just, immediately. You know, it just takes the room and and everybody at once, you know, whiplash with their neck, you know, <laughs> and uh, immediate response. Yeah, she's just so talented. And, and her husband Mike sings yeah. great, which is funny because I've you know, never he, heard him sing. He hid he hid it from us all for oh like the first gosh. probably six seven years they were here, and then all of a sudden. I see him on a Facebook video singing karaoke at Benny's Red Barn one night, and I'm like, he sounds pretty good. But now in side tone, we've split lead three ways. I sing three, you know, I've sing part of it. Mike sings part of it. Michelle sings part of it. He's a great singer. Wow. And, uh, and uh, a bass player. A killer bass player. And a drummer. Killer drummer. Yeah, man. An awful person. People like but, that. But a great player. <laughs> <laughs> Not the nice one. He kind of <laughs> smells. <laughs> I hope he watches. <laughs> well, people from Chicago are almost always nice. <laughs> almost always. <laughs> well, Michelle's nice. She from Chicago? Too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Cool. I saw uh, uh, a YouTube. It seemed like they must have went home for the holidays one year. Yeah. And they came back with this four quadrants of the video thing, you know, how it, one of them this the bass player, like one of them the keyboard video? player. Kind of like a Zoom video. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, I they're, think they were all at the same house, you know, but they just chose to do it. It's that actually way. they did it during COVID, they did that. It's, oh, that was yeah, and, and every everybody in that video is an Alanji family member. Wow. Oh, okay. So Mike's brother, who's an who's an even more impressive drummer than Mike is, which is crazy. Mike kept telling me, and I was yeah. like, I don't believe he could be better, but he is. But you can YouTube search it. It's, it's the Alonji family, yeah. Um, and it's like they're doing it from their houses. And Mike's dad put this together, who's a monster guitar player and singer. 
but he would like give them deadlines. He would be like, okay, so learn your piano parts and I need you to send me those by like by Thursday. Okay. And, you know, they're doing like some pretty hefty stuff. Like, you know, does anybody know what time it is by Chicago and that type yeah. of thing? And he's got another brother that plays trumpet and, and, and uh, trombone. And then you know, they all play. And mm -hmm. I think Michelle was really the only non-blood Alonji on there. Yeah. It's yeah. just, they're, they're ridiculous. They're all great players. He, he plays bass too, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's what Mike plays bass on all these videos because his brother does the drums and Mike does the bass because Mike was – Mike told me that when, his, when they started to play, he, him and his brother both – his dad was a professional musician, always has been. And he was like, when they started to learn, it wasn't, no, you can't go blah, blah, and take around. He, you have to learn proper hand position and you're going to learn how to do everything right. So they had to learn theory and everything else You know, when they grew up. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. <laughs> I, on the other hand, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how, what, what is, uh, your beginning jumping off point as, as when did you wake up and say, I want to do that? You know, what's funny my entire life. I mean, I had like the little Lowry air organ when I was a kid mm -hmm. that I would sit there and I remember figuring out, Watch closely now the, the by Chris Christopherson from the Stars Born thing, and there's this cool little part and the little the chord things, the little three. I can figure out how to do that on that, and then yeah, and then toy guitars, and then that became real guitars or real keyboards. And also, I just always wanted to do it. Yeah, you know, I started doing. I started playing in clubs when I was fourteen, almost fifteen. Wow! Wow! Um, so you started real young real young yeah. and school band just got me when i, I learned, you know, learned to play sax and that was just the catalyst that just became every, all i wanted to do it's all i do now i mean yeah, yeah. i play music you made it your life yeah Pretty it's much. everything Ho hobby and living uh-huh you know it's not much of a living it's pay, it pays like a hobby <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I wanted to play sax in middle school but there was like 16 sax players yeah so my uncle had a trumpet. He's like, I used to play trumpet here. You can have my trumpet. And there was no trumpet. So I was, they, they were encouraging me to be a trumpet player. Then, you know, seventh grade. So they're like, saxophones, play your part. Trumpet, play. You know, it's like, <laughs> like it, all these, you know, there was people in there probably wasn't even blowing, but they'd all get to play at the same time. And then. <laughs> Little, I just reminded little, me of that. A little pressure. I got it out for sax players. Let <laughs> <laughs> take, take it outside if you want to. Did you play in school band? Yeah, I played drums. Me too. Four years. Well, ninth grade was the learning band, you know. I'll never forget when I finally accomplished that double stroke roll for the first time. It was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Just relax your wrists. Oh, okay. Do you play snare too? Do y'all both start on snare? Yeah. That's what they start you on. Starting snare, elementary school. Oh, yeah. Okay. You said. Wow. We didn't have band in elementary. I made us start in sixth grade. And everybody, the only thing that was more popular than saxophone was drums. There was one trumpet player and one tuba player. We sat side by side. We caught all the hell. Like, you messed it up. You get yelled at, but like 16 of you guys can play at one time. That's cool. That's the funny thing about it, you know, is uh, middle school now is, 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 is generally when 
when kids are introduced to band for the first time and there's a lot of band instruments, clarinets, flutes, saxes, trumpets, and all being sold. But as soon as you hit 14 or 15, all of that generally goes out the window and is replaced by guitars, drums, and keyboards. And oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, 14 or 15, that's when the, the rock and roll bug hits. Yeah. Well, when you're a boy, so you y'all, out, y'all see that. It used to be when you're when you're when you're a boy, you figured out that the easiest way to get girls was to get yourself a guitar. Yeah, yeah I got all, tired of running always running true. laps at football practice. I said, "Screw this!" Crap. <laughs> we were talking about driving up here. Our uh, average customer is over the age of thirty. Yeah, it's not the well, young kids anymore. Uh, kids are mainly true. doing, they're, yeah. and they're doing a lot more like tech, you know devices. Yeah, yeah. 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 This yeah. I think this is these past. 10 years run it really run into that with no new kids coming up anymore yeah, wanting wow. to play i mean it's the the numbers gone way down on that well, that's going to yeah. do do one of two things it's either going to uh well uh just there's going to be nothing new to come along in a certain amount of time or it's going to leave it ripe and wide open for a, a, a yeah. brand new something, you know. There's always a resurgence. I was going to say, there, there, there's a resurgence or reset in music. I mean, you yeah, think about hair metal got to the point that it was just ridiculous, mm-hmm. and so grunge came. And then it and, got you know, to the point that it was Grunge got rid- ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's just, and then John Mayer came, and he just ruined everything for everybody because <laughs> he was good-looking, could play Until guitar, and could sing, and, got, and could get all of you supermodels yeah. and – for some reason, kids now sitting there with their iPhone goes, I hate him. And I'm like, why? He's great. He's doing everything that he should be doing. Well, see, that's the same That's the same way I felt uh, about Steely Dan. Oh. <laughs> you just had to bring up Steely Dan, didn't you, Dave? Well, I knew it was uh, one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably yours too. Uh, no, I don't know. Great, you know. I know about this this whole uh, uh, generational thing, but here's what I was seeing uh, when Steely Dan first came out with uh, uh, Back Jack, do it again. You know, wheels turning round and round, all that stuff. Uh, it was different. <laughs> it was so. I mean, I was. I loved uh, James Taylor and and. Uh, Cat Stevens and this whole sensitive songwriter thing, but you know, uh, some of the music that was coming out in the early '70s was very bland, you know. And the sensitive singer-songwriter thing, after a while, it was, you know, after so many granola bars and and Rocky Mountain highs and everything, you know, you just kind of okay, I'm ready to get hit by some some irony and some irreverence and that's what steely dan brought and plus the musicianship is just off the chain there's no doubt that the musicianship, the musicianship. and uh but uh, you know i mean a song uh, everyone's gone to the movies they're talking about a pedophile <laughs> it's, it's, it's total disrespect for that. that's why i don't like they sing about pedophiles <laughs> okay <laughs> me too and it's just what I was getting at. And, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't. I, hate, was I don't hate it. Donald Fagan. I just it's just his guts. Yeah. <laughs> <I hate him. laughs> 
I can't get past that voice. Um, yeah. And, and plus, I mean, if if I was back then, maybe when yeah, you when, when I was when I was coming up, when that was coming out, then but I was looking back on it, going, right, that sucks. right, right. <laughs> and, and there's and, a few songs I'm like, okay, but the voice I'm just blocking out. The, the voice is like nails on. And, I, and I, as, as I would look back on, say, uh, um, what's the guy that said, Slim Whitman. <laughs> I look back on Slim Whitman and say, I don't care for it, you know, but my daddy probably loves it. But he sold know? more albums than Elvis or the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. Him and Boxcar. I was going to say Boxcar Wood too. Seems like it was that point in time that everybody that had a record on the TV sold more albums than Elvis or Loved Beatles. by millions. <laughs> How do you know? And that? I'm sitting there going, I've never heard of this guy till I turned this commercial yeah, yeah. on. But he's loved by millions. Yeah. It's like the Esteban thing. It's like, where's oh, this guy? Yeah. Where'd he come from? <laughs> Esteban. There's a, there's a guitar builder for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you ever, you ever played <laughs> one? I've seen he, a few of them. Yeah. He makes GSOs, guitar shaped oh. objects. <laughs> Do people bring those in for repairs and stuff? Yeah, yeah. They also tried to trade them in, <laughs> and we're like, no. Debbie bought uh, Debbie bought uh, my nephew Graham one for Christmas. Okay, and, that's where I, I and she she brought it to I me. That one. That's the and one. That's when I was working uh, down at Crosstown Music. Yeah. With Paul. And I said, oh, my gosh, Debbie, tell me you did. Yeah. I, I said, honey, there ain't a thing we can do for this. <laughs> they were quickly replaced by Keith Urban guitars. Yes. Oh, gosh. Really? Pretty sure. Well, now, is, his, is his worth of crap? No. Oh, that's a shame. They man. looked that's, great. That's just selling out. They were, they, were, they, were, they were very ornate, and they looked good, but they just didn't sound good. I lost a little bit of respect for Keith Urban just then, right then and there. Did you have some? Yeah, I thought he was a good guitar player. He, he can't And he married one. Nicole Kidman. He'll always look up to her. So, Paul, you said you pick at it, pl play uh, at it. You play said you one. don't get get an opportunity to play out that much, but uh, you, how would you consider yourself, you know, are you adequate enough? You feel good about your abilities, abilities, abilities. guitar playing, or would you consider yourself a, I, I don't play as much anymore as I used to. Yeah. Did I, you uh, ever play live or uh, with yeah. bands and yes. stuff? Oh, I mean, okay. Growing up, I mean, yeah. Used to play the punk rock music in the garages, and All right. we ended up getting invited to proms, and we never got invited back. Um, <laughs> Did that? But yeah, I grew up, and then you know, kind of, I was in the military, so I was, I was gone a lot. Yeah. Didn't get to play a lot, and uh, moved to Brunswick, and I just started collecting guitars. I just think they're beautiful, so I don't play like I should. I yeah. guess um, more collect and try to figure out how to build. Than anything, cool. I just go out and see this guy play. Yeah, and uh, sometimes I drive the way across to see this guy play. Cool, but yeah, not as much as I should. Um, I met you for the first time the f January first of this year when y'all played out at Tipsy's mm -hmm. in Brunswick uh, doing the outdoor gig, and you brought this. Devil Red Amplifier yeah. 
for the Apollo two for Sean to play through Apollo. Which one? So we named it the Apollo Deluxe. Yeah, yeah. beautiful man. And, uh, Sounded and amazing. You actually built that too. Yes. Right. Yes. So you, you so you build houses, <laughs> guitars, and amplifiers now. Yeah. And he's doing yeah. pedals now too. So. And pedals. Yeah, it's a, every every day in the store around five or six o'clock. We call it the witching hour. <laughs> we sit around and just come up with these crazy ideas. Like, let's build an amp. Let's build an amp. I get all the parts, and it took me like three months. It, uh, yeah, it turned out good. I don't know yeah. what our next projects are. I'm scared to think about what's next. If we can afford it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we're gonna the, start uh, building roller skates. What about the uh, the actual branch out the guts of the amp, the electronics and all? That's where. People like uh, Wayne Crab and mm-hmm. what's his name? That's Clay, what doing too. Clay Wilson over here in Waycross. Yeah, we've talked. We actually uh, talked to Wayne about getting together, yeah. collaborating, and building that yeah. together because Wayne's. Mm-hmm. Great. But they're actually in it from the electronics end of it, I guess yeah. more more so. you are doing all the electronics too, right? Yeah, we do everything from oh, the yeah. ground up. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hand wires it point to point. Mm-hmm. Paul just, does all the work, and I take all the glory. Yeah. I would say them complain about what they don't like, and I fix it. So. As soon as he leaves, I'll go, did you check out this guitar I built? Pretty, let me tell you how I did it. Let me tell you how I did it. Well, it was it, that red one was pretty, yeah. and it sounded good, too. Yeah. It's a great sound amplifier. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got a lot of local artists with our our guitars. Yeah. Will Gore that we mentioned. Will Gore. Mm-hmm. Aaron Dixon. Aaron Dixon. Mm-hmm. Andy, what's his last name? I can't remember Andy's last name, but he's the newest guitar player in that. He just bought one of our guitars last night. Really? All right. Yeah. So glows floating around. Will Aspinwall's got a so glow. There you go. He's got two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's got two. We had a, a, a guitar luthier here in Waycross for the longest time, which you you probably know, Ronnie, Ronnie Griffin. Yeah, yeah. He he moved out to uh, yes uh, south of Brunswick. 95 um, Harriet's, uh, Bluff? Harriet's Bluff, yeah. yeah. Isn't that south of Brunswick or north? North, I think. He's a Harriet's Bluff. He's Is that south great, of Brunswick? That's south, yeah. South, okay. He's a like great, Woodbine, great, great kind of. luthier. Yeah, he, oh man. I hated to see him go. Um, He and I were probably like second or third cousins. Uh, he, he grew up right out Central Avenue. His daddy was Early Griffin. Early. Early. Yeah. His daddy was always early. And uh, uh, I got to know him, uh, I guess, out of high school. I got to, we kind of found each other, knew who each other was at that time. But uh, actually, I played in a band with him. one of the first bands I played with, about 1972 or 73, I played bass. Ronnie played drums. Ross Peed played slide guitar. Gerald Gibson played, uh, you know Gerald? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gerald Gibson played guitar. And Marion Shadron played harmonica. We did Taj Mahal, Birds, Neil Young. 
we practiced a lot. Seems like a lot of bands that I was in, my first bands, we practiced a lot oh, yeah. and never played anywhere, never made any money. But uh, we got to knowing each other way back then. And uh, Ronnie was quite successful at, at that. Uh, he sold a guitar to Reba McIntyre's guitar mm-hmm. player. He sold one to Gary Rossington. The Charlie and Charlie Daniels and one of his guitars too. I don't remember that, but I I was trying to think of the the main ones. So yeah. it very likely he had a waiting list for them things. Yeah. When he when he decided not to build them anymore, and I I put, called and put myself on a waiting list, and I was I about cried when I found out I wasn't going to get mm-hmm. one because they were so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got his first electric guitar. I think it's the first one he ever built. Yeah. In the back of Soglo. Really? Right, yeah. It's one that's wild looking little electric guitar but it's a ronnie griffin it was like put it back there it, oh it's, man yeah Pre- preacher had it once it was like let's sell it i said no we're not selling that that's a, that's that's history. <laughs> that's history i said that's that's a guy that's yeah left. he's a good man he is mm-hmm. crawford won't you play us a song all right paul you, you play you a song too you want to run oh, the podcast go ahead a, uh, <laughs> i'm taking charge accused it there's a Martin right there. Kubal acoustic. When uh, Crawford booked us at those little singer-songwriter things, that's when I got to hear most of your originals that you had at the time anyway. It's way different from the originals in Shotgun. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, I remember I you, were, you were a big fan of Paul Westerberg. I am and, a huge uh, fan of Paul Westerberg. The replacements. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah my songs are... I like your songs. I like Dirty Magazine. That's yeah. So this, yeah, I wrote this song when I lived in Nashville. I'd gotten a, a divorce and decided that I really didn't want to have another uh, relationship as it was. And there used to be this website called Craigslist where you could beat people pre-tender. <laughs> so I met this girl <laughs> off Craigslist. And but we had we were playing Craigslist. but we played it but we decided we liked each other. <laughs> then we just yeah we that we were that we were into each other. Then we had to come up with a story about how we met because we don't want to tell anybody that, you know that's how we met. So we said everybody told everybody we met at Starbucks, <laughs> which is where we met up at Starbucks. But you know but, yeah. But so anyway, but that's a, that was the that was a, a dark portion of my life that uh, Craigslist. I'm glad is done. Um, Oh, yeah, but this song's called. Is this about the girl that you met up with or the yeah, girl you left? About the, the whole thing. The whole the, the whole ordeal of, of, of doing this. So that's basically my perspective on how it's happened. I'm close, you won't leave tonight. Skip. It's a storybook romance From a page in a dirty magazine An intentional meeting of chance Trying to fill a gap without a scene See if I remember this and I was building walls Trying to keep it all from ever getting a start You said screw it all With eyes in the back of your heart 
It's unconditional, but not traditional. But they'll never tear us apart. You could taste the fear and the pain. With a yes, I'm here, please say hello. There's no jealousy or blame. Well, I'm in love now, please, can we go? I was building walls, trying to keep it all from ever getting a start. And you said, screw it all, with eyes in the back of your heart. It's unconditional, but not traditional. But they never tear us apart. Your heart is unconditional, but not traditional. But they never tear us. Go、oh, watch me tear us. Now watch you tear us apart. It's a storybook romance. From a page in a dirty magazine. Yeah, I know that one. I remember that one. I、yeah. just didn't know what the story was. It's a, it's a weird one. <laughs> it's got some Paul Westerberg. Oh yeah,、uh, spice in it. Yeah, turn that back down and up and over and.、Um, He's got quite a few of these. He keeps them hidden. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play them out like you guys do. <laughs> You take it. I like、uh, your your voice is definitely that、uh, scratchy mix scratcher. Some seventies eighties. It reminds me of what was that guy that uh, uh, lead singer for the Babies, and then he had、oh, John Wait. John Wait, which excellent vocalist. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of John Wait or Brian.、Uh, got a little bit of that.、Uh, cuts like a knife. Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Brian Adams in there, Scratchy McScratchy, <laughs> Scratchy McScratcherson. Oh yeah, my favorite. My favorite guys like I love Keith Richards' voice. I always have, even now as as as, as it's you know really yeah. dwindled away a、yeah. lot. It's still I like that's the Westerberg thing. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. Smells like about sounds like about three gallons of whiskey and five packs of cigarettes. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff.、Mm-hmm. Well,、uh, y'all want to take a little break? Something in my brain won't let me stray. Something in my veins gonna find its way. Something in the water taught me how to pray. When 
Welcome back. We're back. Uh, something in the Water podcast. And uh, our guests here, Paul Stokes and Crawford Perkins from Brunswick and St. Simons. Um, this is uh, interesting to me. I, was, I saw a little uh, blurb on Facebook uh, two or three weeks ago, I guess it was. And uh, I thought that it had read that Crawford is, is not, <laughs> I th- you had posted something up there giving props to uh, <clears throat> as a lady. But I thought the, the thing read that uh, you were now preaching in church. That would be something. But that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, the, I'm basically the music minister at the church. Music minister. Is, I lead, okay, I lead cool. praise and worship. That's, um, that's something. Uh, Religion's always been of, something. What's the name of the church? It's uh, Christian Renewal of St. Simon's Island. How you like that? Love it. Good. Absolutely love it. As, uh, how long you been doing that now? Is this about, just brand new? It's about five weeks, yeah. Five weeks, yeah. yeah. yeah not, not too long. It's been a couple in December, and I've done all of January, but it's it's, yeah. it's, it's different. something I never thought I'd do, that's for sure. <clears throat> and y'all know me, you know, it's, no, it's something I never thought I'd do. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Yep. And, uh, when he calls you, you better answer. That's true. Kind of like the old songwriting muse. Um, do you find it uh, difficult? I mean, do you have Saturday night gigs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and and difficult too because you know yeah. all of a sudden you're playing in front of you a know, hundred uh, sober people, yeah. which is real <laughs> different from playing you know, playing in a club the night before. And right. and, yeah. and yeah, it's important to get all the words right because you know. You, you mess those words up, you can mess something up. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm studying them. And, and do y'all do? Uh, you said it's contemporary. We do church. mostly contemporary, but I pick out like one traditional do gospel you? tune each week. Yeah, something like we'll do like "How Great Thou Art," okay. or we'll do um, um, "I'll Fly Away." Classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah do something Southern classic. gospel. Yep, Southern yeah. gospel. I think it's important to remember that stuff. And there's people in the church that are older that aren't into the, you know all. Basically, all the new contemporary stuff really sounds a lot like. Um, Coldplay, <laughs> so, or, or Dave Matthews, or yeah, it's or yeah, and, and it's cool, but it's it, but it's you know, but there are also people there that I know missed that old Southern gospel stuff, and I and I love it. I grew up with it. Okay, my grandfather was a part time preacher, and you know, and I had an uncle that was a full time minister, and we used to sing all that stuff all the time. So that, that was just was part of me. Yeah, my dad's a and, preacher, and you do that quite. Yeah, quite a bit, don't you? That they lean more toward the traditional, and uh, which I like. And then, yep. But they 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 uh, wrote me in about Mother's Day or Father's Day. <laughs> They're playing <laughs> playing something up there, but it's it is different. a lot weird. It's that audience is a lot more trained. Uh, like, yeah, they're they're watching you. They're yeah, not. Like, they're not talking in like the you background. Better not or mess up, boy. <laughs> yeah, I got my eye on they're paying, you. They are paying attention, whereas in yeah. the clubs and all. Yeah, not. my my first like. Well, I'm finally starting to relax. But my first like three weeks, and you could Paul. They do it. There's a Facebook live feed of it. And Paul's like, I was watching this, and your hands are just like this. I'm nervous because my wife's like. You do this all the time. I was like, well, it, this kind of matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So playing different. a club, it's like, okay, yeah, this is yeah, good. It doesn't matter if I yeah. mess up on stage and say something. <laughs> this, this, this will matter. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What's harder, Facebook Live or? <sighs> oh, 
<laughs> church Facebook is harder, live. but Facebook Live is is was man those. You got to be drunk to do Facebook Live. I think <laughs> that's my that's my angle. It was yeah that was I, I remember when we were doing the live from the gallery thing. It's just I, I I tell everybody I said you're about to embark on the weirdest thing you've ever done. They're like why? I said you'll see after you finish your first song. Yeah, and so you finish it, bang, and there's nothing, nothing, just and complete you got no, silence. No, uh, even the people there are like trying to be quiet. So it's just like. <laughs> I finally oh. started piping in those, like going YouTube and find those audience, you know, audience sounds, and I like put it through the PA. So it sounded like somebody's clapping to them. But it's, it's like playing racquetball on a field, but don't let it come back. Like what? Speaking of sound effects, <laughs> we got something new on the podcast. Well, you talking? Uh, about? Say something funny again. Something funny again. What are you talking about? We got oh, we got laugh tracks. Wait, just he won't do it. Pull the string. <laughs> well, you can't hear it, but I can. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's got it on. All right. <laughs> Folks, it's come now comes the time when all good things have to end. And uh Dave Griffin's got a book. And uh <laughs> Dave Griffin don't, we get it. Don't, don't you it, do Dave. it. We get it, Dave. You do <laughs> it. You got a I get it, Dave. You wrote a book. <laughs> we it's, get it already. It's called The Missing Episodes. <laughs> One of these days, we'll have that episode for all of you, uh, something in the water, <laughs> official fans. <laughs> It'll be called Something in the Water Leaks. <laughs> all three of you. So, uh, in uh, well, uh, in honor of our fine friends from uh, the Golden House, this, uh, this uh, blog from... My tales of the week uh, uh, kind of talks a, a little bit about uh, uh, Jekyll Allen in this week's blog. So uh, the title of this is Head on Dave and the Dashboard Save. <clears throat> when I die, I want to die like my grandfather who died peacefully in his sleep not screaming like all the passengers in his car. <laughs> That's a quote from Will Rogers. The love affair between a man and his automobile has been going on for well over a century. To drive one is a simple rite of passage. To own one is freedom in its purest sense. When I turned 16, I had full use of the secondhand family Ford station wagon, picking up my early morning passengers, my High school classmates, Bruce Cerncy and Kathy Haynes, en route to Ware County High School. It would be four more years until I owned my first car, a used red and white Volkswagen van. The van was first owned by my brother, Gary, who was in the Air Force and ordered to Cornwall, England in 1972 for a couple years. I took over the payments on the German beauty and set about redefining it to suit me. At the time, I was working at a local building supply store, Choo Choo Supply, in Waycross, and had full access to building materials, including an employee discount. My co-worker, Ronnie Beverly, was handy with tools, so we started by removing both the rear benches in the van. Next, we took off the interior wall panels and traced out patterns on the backside of several sheets of beautiful Luan paneling embellished with pink and white wood grain swirls, 
courtesy of Choo Choo Supply. A sheet of three-eighths-inch plywood and some heavy-duty hinges transformed into a fold-out bed frame with screwed-in legs made from plumbing pipe. A pink-and-white swath of shag carpet was glued down in the back floorboard for the bed legs to rest on, leaving just enough room for a backyard aluminum lawn chair. My sweet mama, not knowing what she was getting into, tie-dyed a slew of sheet fabric and sewed curtains that stretched around all the windows and across the back of the front driver and passenger seats. A trip to pick and save right up the road yielded a state-of-the-art Satico 8-track tape player, which fits snugly into the dashboard glove compartment, completing the upgrade. Now all that was left was to make some memories. The first memory was not as comically tragic as Will Rogers' quote, at the beginning of this story, but it was comically near tragic and left me with the nickname Head On Dave. (laughs) (laughs) It was November 24th, 1972, when I headed south on two-lane US-1. Right now it's, uh, what, Mm four-lane? They got two lanes going south and two lanes coming north, separated by a big grass median nowadays, but back in... 1972, it was just a two-lane highway. I was headed down to uh, Jacksonville Coliseum where Elton John's Honky Chateau tour had landed. Me and a gaggle of friends spread throughout the van. We were barely between Waycross and Folkestone when the lovely girl riding shotgun asked me about the heating system in the Volkswagen. Well, I commenced to explain the intricacies, bending down to show her the knobs and the levers and the floorboard next to the gear shift. Everybody riding in the back let out a blood-curdling scream in unison. I jerked back up and looked out the windshield and saw a line of oncoming cars peeling off into the ditch as I was trucking along southbound in the northbound lane. No one was harmed. We got high and saw Elton John sing Rocket Man. And somebody not named Head on Dave drove us back home. (laughs) (laughs) Along about the same time, they used to have some weekend rock festivals held an hour away from Waycross on the Georgia coast on Jekyll Island. Several bands. And I think Flood was the ones that, that, that actually started this right. flood was the band and i got to meet uh actually meet bob and don bob and don and rory yeah i met bob and don uh in in the last several years i've been playing over yeah, there you great know, guys. But, <laughs> yeah but uh this was my first uh yeah 19 uh well that was probably about 1972 as well but flood used to have these uh little rock festivals on the weekend on Jekyll Island called B-Ends. You know, you heard of the love ends and all that. Mm-hmm. Called it the Jekyll Island B-End. B-End. <laughs> B-End or so, B-Out. <laughs> Flood, Flood and several other bands would, would set up a flatbed trailer right in between those wind-bent tree-lined sand dunes right there on the opposite side of the highway there. Uh, 
several of my dog hill buddies and I loaded up one afternoon, headed over there, carrying only a bag of reefer and the clothes on our backs. We stopped as we were leaving Waycross to pick up a quart of orange juice just in case. It was a good thing we did. Just before reaching the Jekyll Island turnoff, we rounded the curve on Highway 82 to see the beautiful marshes of Glen. We also couldn't miss a state patrol roadblock a short ways ahead with a van being systematically torn through on the side of the road. I slowed down to a crawl and everybody else jumped behind the tie-dyed curtains and started eating pot and drinking orange juice. (laughs) As we crept closer and closer to the officer in charge, I kept shouting encouragement, eat it, eat it. (laughs) We were next in line. And as I, as I started to slowly roll my window down, the patrolman waved us right on through, at which point I began shouting, hello. Sorry. (laughs) At which point I began shouting, don't eat it, don't eat it. (laughs) Spit it out. You know, the interest, the, that's a tough word. The intricacies that lay in the mechanics of a Volkswagen heating system may be difficult to understand, but in its simplest form, it blows out hot air through the dashboard vents and you can dry a lot of wet saliva coated marijuana on a dashboard vent. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I didn't turn my phone off. It sucks. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, well. So, uh, so if you're ever in Southeast Georgia, and particularly in Brunswick, Georgia, check out So Glow Guitar Gallery and our good buddies. Yep, we're on. And we're Crawford on, and Paul, what's your address? We're uh, at we're 502 on. Gloucester Street, Gloucester Street, Gloucester Street, <laughs> Suite 102, uh, downtown Brunswick. We're also on Facebook in the So Glow Guitar Gallery. We also have So Glow Customs. Uh, on Facebook, um, we and have Instagram. So Y'all on Instagram too. We're on Inst- Yep. So go guitar galleries on Instagram. Um, and you can go on our website. So go guitar gallery.com. And you can, if, if you need to ask a question after hours or whatever, there's the same, it's got a picture of me. It says, you know, talk to me and it'll go straight to my phone. You can text with me and uh, find out anything, any time of night, except for between two and six. You guys make <laughs> house calls too, right? Absolutely, we send Paul out. I got a broke string. Can you be here? Can y'all just haul. It, it's load up the truck. We're pretty close to done that. So, <laughs> yeah, we we've done most of that. And y'all are doing great stuff. Thank you. We and appreciate it. It's just nice to even have a cool music store these days. I mean, the nostalgia of just even going into someplace cool like that. Yeah. Because there's it's, not many anymore. It's what we geared towards. We wanted to look good, but be comfortable for everybody to come in and hang out. Because the music store hang is a big thing, and it's, yeah. and it's become a, a more and more of a disappearing thing. So we wanted to bring it back. Well, we appreciate y'all coming on tonight. Good yeah. to have you. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good to see y'all too. I finally came and on uh, y'all's turf. There you go. Yeah. Y'all used to come to Brunswick to do anything. That's right. It's hard to get anybody from Brunswick or St. Simons to leave 
that area and go anywhere. My band plays in a 10-mile <laughs> radius. i tell you that yeah. right now. Right. All the musicians and stuff over there, it's like all these awesome bands, and it's like, no, we're not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, though. Oh, yeah. Well, they've got the venues to, to yeah. support it. I mean, you don't have to. You can mm-hmm. book a different venue. Uh, hell, you can book yeah. three times at different venues in one week. I'll be driving three hours down the road. Got it made. Dollar. Got it made. <laughs> well, thank you all again for watching. Uh, I'm Uncle Dave Griffin Sean for Sean Clark and uh, Justin Mercer of Caution Light Media. Uh, we want to thank you all for uh, checking out Something in the Water podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. Hey. Mm-hmm.